the richest, most powerful place on earth. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts. Tuman Bay. Bay. The truth makes us strong. Listen to all episodes of Tuman Bay seasons one and two now for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard bright and early for our first check of Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, an interesting night on Capitol Hill. More in one minute. The State of the Union. The president tears into the Democrats and Pelosi tears up the speech. All of this and more next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump delivers the State of the Union address just ahead of the Senate's vote on his impeachment trial. In his third State of the Union address, President Trump told a joint session of Congress that the U.S. economy is stronger than ever. Jobs are booming, incomes are soaring, poverty is plummeting. Crime is falling, confidence is surging, and our country is thriving and highly respected again. The president added some theatrical flair to the annual speech, bestowing the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh, offering a scholarship to a young girl from Philadelphia, and even reuniting a service member with his family. The president, who is expected to be acquitted on both articles of impeachment by the Senate today, never mentioned impeachment. At the Capitol, John Decker, Fox News. It was a State of the Union, Allen, unlike any other. I watched it all. We'll hear more of it and what surrounded it in a minute. As soon as the president finished his speech, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi ripped up her paper copy. Why? It was a courteous thing to do, considering the election. Pelosi called the State of the Union address a dirty speech. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. South Florida Congressman Ted Deutsch is coming to the defense of a father of a Parkland shooting victim who was ejected from last night's State of the Union address. When President Trump mentioned protecting gun rights, Fred Gutenberg apparently yelled, what about the victims of gun violence like my daughter? Deutsch tweeted that Gutenberg deserves an answer. I didn't know as I watched the speech because the camera wasn't on the gallery what the disturbance was. Thanks for explaining that, Alan. Senate Republicans are expected to formally acquit President Trump today. Trump was impeached by the Democratic-led House in December for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. He's only the third president in U.S. history to be impeached by the House. So far, 71% of the votes are counted in the Iowa Democratic Caucus. Pete Buttigieg is in the lead with 27%. And now campaigning in New Hampshire, the former South Bend, Indiana mayor, says he's thrilled with the results so far. What we already know amounts to uh, just a phenomenal victory for the vision of this campaign. The idea that uh, with, uh, uh, with a message of unity and boldness, uh, we could connect in rural, suburban, and urban areas alike. The release of caucus results has been significantly delayed because of technical problems with an app. Buttigieg said he's sure the Democratic Party of Iowa will make sure that 
nothing like this happens again. That's our other big story this morning, and we will be talking about it in all three hours. The Jacksonville Jaguars will make history next season. They will become the first team to play two home games in London. It's unknown who the team will play in those back-to-back games, but potential opponents include the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. The Jaguars are a regular fixture in London, as they've played in the British capital every year since 2013. WFLA News Time is 6.05. Two men are busted in the Florida panhandle for possessing a bag full of drugs that was labeled bag full of drugs. <laughs> that story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. And of course, that's a Florida man, right? Well, they were, they were busted in the panhandle. Uh, we don't know that they are from Florida, but yeah. like, it's likely. Okay. There's always a Florida angle on a story like that, Alan. Check it out on the website. And uh, good morning, Orlando. The Bud Man, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox here until 9 o'clock. I have watched State of the Union speeches since the 1960s on so many levels. There has never been anything like what we saw last night and we'll try to capture some of that with selected cuts here um it was an hour and 18 minutes by the president interrupted by applause i heard 129 times there were rally like cheers there were boos i mean the kind of decorum that 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 was never a part of a state of the union you realize the state of the union is really divided you know, beyond anything I guess we've ever seen this side of the Civil War. Yeah. And that was on display in so many ways. And it's very clear that Trump and Pelosi flat out hate each other. That that was very evident at the beginning and very evident at the end, I thought. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen the level of discourse in this country sink to new lows, I think, in the past few years. And uh, this is evidence of it. Some of the behavior we saw last night. And, uh, I mean, all of the guests and, and the way that was done was, was high theater in the part yeah. of the president. But having Rush Limbaugh up there and draping the Medal of Freedom around his neck for the Democrats, I mean, that was like waving a red cape in front of a bull or a silver cross in front of Dracula. I mean, <laughs> and the president knew exactly what it would do. Oh, exactly. You know, I saw reports yesterday that he was going to be there, and I also saw reports he was going to receive the Medal of Freedom but I didn't realize they were going to actually give it to him during the speech. I mean, that that was something to see. Wow. Remarkable. Um, we'll get to it all here in just a moment. There is much you'll need to hear if you missed any part of the speech. And even if you caught it all, some of these things will have a different perspective on than perhaps you had as you watched it live or listened to it here on WFLA because we brought the entire State of the Union to you here live and the Democrats' response as well as we always do because we are your station for the news and this is the place to talk about it. We'll get to it, but... We got our priorities right. First things first, and here's Alan. Yeah, bud. Uh, we can't. Uh, I can't put a, a medal of freedom around your neck, but maybe I can put a grand in your hand. Yeah. Our texting contest is about to resume with the latest keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to two hundred two hundred. You could be winning one thousand dollars. Watch for a call from area code five one three informing you that you're the winner. 
and listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we attempt to put a grand in your hand. 608 on Good Morning Orlando. We will update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Headlines on the State of the Union, the President's address uh, getting the cold shoulder from the other side of the aisle. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer delivered the Democrat response to Trump's speech at a high school in her state. Whitmer arguing that the President and Congressional Republicans are blocking progress in the U.S. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. One thing is clear the Democrats' response will be forgotten in 10 seconds. The president's speech will not be forgotten in 10 years, and perhaps not for many more than that. There has never been a State of the Union like it. Uh, it began with the president touting the great American comeback and the unbelievable litany of achievements um, driven by this president unlike any other over the last three years and he wrapped it up and says listen as great as it is right now the best is yet to come and the democrats sat stone-faced quietly seething and choking on it all um the division in the nation never more on display than during the state of the union and it didn't take long for that to be demonstrated First of all, when Trump turned around and handed copies of the speech, as is the tradition, up to Vice President Pence and Speaker Pelosi, um, she reached out her hand to shake the president's hand. You know, this is the woman who's out to destroy him through the impeachment process, which has been a dismal failure, colossal failure, of course, we know for the Democrats. But it all happened right in this hall in the House of Representatives, and the president just spun around and back to the to the audience and the podium to begin his speech and ignored her extension of her hand for the handshake. I want you to listen also, Pelosi returning the favor. There was no traditional intro where the speaker would say, I have the high honor and distinct privilege of introducing to you the president of the United States. She went real bare bones. And then when the president got rolling, all of a sudden we had chants erupting from the Republicans like a rally, not a state of the union. Four more years. Listen. Members of Congress, the President of the United States. When it all settled down, the President launched into his opening remarks. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming. Incomes are soaring. Poverty is plummeting. Crime is falling. Confidence is surging. And our country is thriving and highly respected again. The state of our union is stronger than ever before. One time after another, for an hour and 18 minutes, the president got in the Democrats' face. I want you to listen to his message to the Democrats on health care and on socialism. 
as we work to improve Americans' health care. There are those who want to take away your health care, take away your doctor, and abolish private insurance entirely. Now, um, those were the Democrats chanting, you, 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 meaning it's Trump who's out to destroy America's health care. The president unfazed stared them down and said this. We will never let socialism destroy American health care. That drove Pelosi and the Democrats out of their ever-loving minds, and it went on from there. And what could have been worse from the Democrats when the honors were bestowed upon their great nemesis and the great conservative talk show host we are proud to carry on our station, the one and only Rush Limbaugh, alongside the First Lady in the gallery. More in a moment. Your calls and texts welcome after we update orlando's news weather and traffic in just two minutes on good morning orlando headlines right now the state of the union last night amid the backdrop of soaring poll numbers for the president the president's approval rating has risen now to its highest mark of his presidency according to gallup this as the election season officially begins the gallup poll now says 49 percent of americans approve of the job the president is doing um a majority of americans 52 percent in the gallup poll now say that, Amer that America's president, Donald Trump, should be acquitted, and he will be later on today. These numbers, 49% approval, better than Obama at the same time in his first term, FYI. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Back to the State of the Union. Unbelievable array of guests introduced in the gallery uh, in, in ways that we've never seen before. And then there was this, Rush Limbaugh, the president mentioning that Rush had been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer and then surprised everyone with this announcement with Rush in the gallery. Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity. I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And with that, to the surprise of Rush and I think everyone else watching, the president had the first lady, Melania, put the medal around Rush's neck. And he was obviously deeply moved, tears in his eyes. Nightmare for the Democrats. They didn't know what to do. What are you going to do? Sit on your hands and not cheer for the Medal of Freedom? For a man diagnosed with advanced lung cancer? They were really, really verklempt. They had no idea what to do. Yeah, it's like booing a puppy dog. Something <laughs> like that in that scenario, you know. Um, but some of them still sat there, you know, stone-faced in anger as the president stuck it to him, And that was certainly part of what this was all about. But it was also about honoring a great American, Rush Limbaugh. The president's closing remarks now, a few highlights, and, and, and it went on and on, and it was really, really impressive as he closed out here 
reviewing the glorious history of America, but affirming that the best is yet to come. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Unbeknownst to the president at the time, because his back was to Speaker Pelosi, there she was ripping up page after page of the speech. Afterwards, and this is a little hard to hear, Nancy was asked, why in the world did you rip up the State of the Union address? Among other things, she said here, because it was a manifesto of mistruths. And she said it was the uh, considerate thing to do, considering the alternative. Which was what? Light it on fire? I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's get a few folks in here on the State of the Union, shall we? We got Kevin on the line from Palm Bay. Kevin, it's Alan and the gang here. What'd you think of the uh, State of the Union address? Well, I think it was probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. And uh, the president's already given a couple of good ones in the past two years. But it was really incredible, especially uh, when he gave Rush the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And uh, and then, of course, Nancy Pelosi at the end uh, tearing up his speech was just the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a, a Speaker of the House ever do anything like that. But I thought the speech was really incredible. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that. Yeah. How about uh, you guys in the control room? Yaffe, Melissa, quick take on the speech and the text line. Um, I actually think Trump does better at the State of the Union than anywhere else. He seems to shine in that arena for some reason. That being said, I still feel like they're too long. You know, there was so much energy and optimism for the, like the first 30 minutes. And then eventually it's like, OK, I'm. I'm getting a little tired. I want to go to bed now. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know, Pelosi, what she did is she kind of took away with from the whole thing because now everyone's talking about her ripping up the speech, and they're not talking about the speech itself. But she ripped up one of our last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. She ripped up the survival of a baby born at 21 weeks. She ripped up the mourning families of Rocky Jones and Kayla Mueller. She ripped up the service members' reunion with his family. That's her legacy. Yeah, that's what the White House responded with. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. I remember, and I think it was like fourth grade, you know, I had a, a girl who was a real brat, hated the Bud Man, okay? The young Bud Man. Wait a minute. Somebody hated you? Well, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. This, is, uh, this has got to be fiction. She was the first of many. Now they are legion. But at <laughs> any rate, and she tore up a paper of mine right in class. I mean, what are we talking about? This is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, the most powerful woman in America, and she's like a petulant child tearing up a speech? Give me a break. Any texters weighing in with something to say? Uh, yeah, one person just wanted to thank us at WFLA for airing the State of the Union, which we did last night. Says, uh, appreciate it so much, as your station is my go-to each day. Love, WFLA. 
Alan, thanks for telling me that. That was very nice that you said that. Yeah, sure. Another one said, wow, President Trump masterfully destroyed the Democrats. They took the bait and made themselves look despicable for all to see. Pure genius by Trump. Landslide coming. Yeah, another says Trump's helping the Republicans get a backbone, and nobody does it better. He was fearless last night, and it was a masterful presentation, I thought. We'll have more on the State of the Union. We'll get into the Iowa caucus fiasco. More votes are dribbling in in the next half hour. And uh, you're just a couple of minutes away from your chance to win $1,000 worth of fine jewelry for your Valentine. But, hey, Alan, there's so much going on, man. I don't know how you keep up with it. Help us out. How about a news update? Well, I have more on the stories we've been talking about. State of the Union, the Iowa caucus coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, But right now I'm going to hit a few local things. An astronaut homecoming for one and a department store chain closing more locations, including one in Metro Orlando. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 629. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the Wednesday edition of the show. The whole gang here a lot short on sleep uh, with the uh, late night with the State of the Union. But Alan always brings his A-game, and he's got a lot of news this morning. It's time for a record-breaking astronaut to come home, bud. Christina Cook launched to the International Space Station last March and realizes she's become a role model for many. That represents about a fifth. Overall, Florida's health department is well-prepared for... And she realizes she's become a role model for many. It's an opportunity to hopefully inspire the next generation of future explorers. I know for me it was important to see people that I saw a reflection of myself in growing up when I was envisioning, you know, what I could do with my life and what my dreams might be. Christina Cook took part in the first all-female spacewalk and spent more time in space on a single mission than any other woman. She is due to land in Kazakhstan tomorrow. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A struggling department store chain is shutting down more locations. Macy's closing about 125 stores nationwide, including the one at Seminole Town Center in Sanford. That represents about a fifth of their stores. The company also plans to slash around 2,000 corporate jobs. On top of that, Macy's is moving all headquarters roles to New York as it shutters its other main offices in Cincinnati. The company's CEO says that they're taking the organization through significant structural change to lower costs. Mark Mayfield, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. A popular store in Brevard County is closing after all. The Lucky's Market in West Melbourne was the company's only location in Florida that was to remain open. But Lucky's announced yesterday it's selling that store to Southeastern Grocers. When it comes to how well states protect the public from diseases, disasters, and bioterrorism, Florida ranks somewhere in the middle. However, overall, Florida's health department is well prepared for an emergency. Trust for America's health president, John Auerbach, says other states can learn from our public health laboratory, which is prepared to conduct additional testing if there were a surge in illnesses. Currently, CDC is doing the testing for the coronavirus, but in all likelihood in the not dis- too distant future, it will turn to states like Florida and make sure that they have the capacity to do that. One factor that concerns him is our seasonal flu vaccine rate, which is below the national average signal. We brush aside recommendations that can prevent disease. Erica Rodriguez, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. Orlando Magic forward Aaron Gordon has officially been named one of four participants in the Slam Dunk Contest during NBA All Star Saturday night. The league releasing all of its participants for the various events that will occur weekend after this. Going up against Gordon will be Milwaukee's Pat Connaughton, the Lakers' Dwight Howard. 
Remember him? Sure do. And Miami's Derek Jones Jr. WFLA News Time is 636. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report right after Melissa tells us something. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you that you can win $1,000 worth of jewelry from International Diamond Center just in time for Valentine's Day. All you have to do to win is go to WFLA Orlando's Instagram page, follow us, like the picture of Bud with the diamond ring, and then tell us in the comments why you love your partner, significant other, or you know. And then on February 12th, after Good Morning Orlando, we're going to pick someone at random, and they will win $1,000 in jewelry from IDC. Very nice, very nice. Let's bring in Gina right now, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. A lot of folks turned out to be winners yesterday if they're invested in the stock market because I guess the prices were surging. And how do the futures look today, Gina? Bud, yes, good morning. The futures look good again this morning. We've got the Dow futures up 226 points. So, yes, a lot of people's 401ks look pretty good this morning. After a relief rally yesterday on Wall Street, we had the Dow up 408 points. The S&P rose 49. The NASDAQ was up 195 and hit a new record high. The Bloomberg Orlando index had a strong day. Investors are confident that the global economy can withstand a hit from the spreading coronavirus. There's also a report from Sky News this morning that UK scientists are making progress on a vaccine. Oh, that's good to hear. We look for more on that. Can you give us a little bit more from your perspective there in New York on these uh, um, on these closings of, of more Macy's stores as as the chain retrenches and tries to save money? Yeah, this is part of a larger restructuring, as you guys reported, Bud. Again, about 125 stores, about a quarter of the total store count. Um, we are seeing shares rising in pre-market trading, so it does sound like investors are reacting positively to this restructuring news from Macy's this morning. And yesterday you told us that later on in the day, Disney would be reporting its earnings. We are all ears, kind of like Mickey down here, because, you know, we <laughs> yes. got 75,000 people working for the mouse right down the road. What do you got on Disney? Well, Disney had a good quarter, and its push to become a streaming giant is off to a strong start. Subscribers to Disney Plus, which, as you know, is brand new, soared to 28.6 million by early this month, and that is way ahead of what analysts were expecting. Disney is spending a lot of money on new online movies and TV shows, as you may expect. That did hit profit, but earnings and revenue still beat estimates in the latest quarter. The movie division had a stellar quarter. Theme park profits grew 8.6%. But there is some caution here. Disney expects profits to be crimped at its Shanghai and Hong Kong parks, which, of course, are closed because of the coronavirus. Got it. Before you go, Gina, we all understand the concept within a marriage of infidelity. But what is financial infidelity all about? Well, this is what creditcards.com is calling a situation where you've done something financially, but you haven't really come clean to your partner, and that is hiding something. Maybe it's a secret credit card that your uh, significant other does not know that you have. And what creditcards.com found was that a new poll shows 44% of those surveys, uh, surveyed, I should say, are hiding a checking, a savings, or a credit card account from their partner. But spending more than your significant 
significant other. Uh, spending more than your significant other might uh, not want you to spend. Yeah. That actually led the way here. So maybe you went out and you bought that expensive pair of shoes, for example, and you didn't say anything to your partner. Uh-huh. Uh, that's never happened to me. But no. uh, 35... <laughs> Not you. 35%, no, no. 35% surveyed here, bud, said they had actually done that. They went out, they spent a little bit more than what their partner might have liked, and uh, they didn't say anything about it. And the biggest reason they don't is to uh, maintain their privacy or they just want to keep control of their own finances. A little crash course on financial infidelity. Okay, I'm sure a lot of folks were listening and could relate to much of what you said. Gina, thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow morning, okay? Take care, bud. All right, good deal. Coming up here, a live report on the Iowa caucuses. What a fiasco for the Democrats. Oh, more votes have come in. Who's leading? Who's fading? What does it all mean for the presidential race as the Democrats try to find somebody who can take down President Trump? It's all ahead after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now to set up our live report on the um, the debacle in Iowa with the Democrat caucuses. The chairman of the Democratic National Committee now says the chaos that gripped the Iowa caucuses, which continues, should never happen again. Tom Perez issuing a statement on the debacle on Tuesday. He's saying that the app in question that did not function adequately, not acceptable. He said the DNC staff, they're helping the Iowa Democrat Party count all the votes. He said the app will not be used anywhere else for the rest of the election season. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. This really is a debacle, a disaster for the Democrats, what happened in Iowa. Let's get a full handle on it and get really up to date right now by a guy who knows exactly what's going on up there, as much as it is possible to know these things. News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent Bill Zimfer. Thanks for coming on here this morning at uh, 645. What's the deal in Iowa? What's the latest? Well, uh, we still have no idea exactly who uh, won with the final count. Uh, Even though yesterday, Bud, we had a partial release of results. At that point, it was said to be 62% of the precincts reporting in. Even this morning, we're only at 71%. But uh, Pete Buttigieg was apparently right when he claimed victory. Uh, For now, anyway, uh, Mayor Pete has a slight lead over Bernie Sanders in the percentage of uh, delegates awarded. Elizabeth Warren third and Joe Biden coming in a disappointing fourth ahead of Amy uh, Klobuchar. So, again, uh, this count is continuing today. But it appears that uh, about everything that could have gone wrong with that infamous app did go wrong. First off, uh, the technology company that was contracted to develop this app was only given two months to do it. So there was no way to really put it through the rigorous testing that should have been required. There were problems even from downloading the app for, for, for some people to logging onto the app when they had to use it, to getting the information in when they finally did log in, and even the backup systems that 
had people uh, from the various caucuses calling in, even those backup systems were uh, were down and faulty. So uh, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong in Iowa. But as for the candidates here, they are really putting it in their rear view. They, hey, they have no choice, bud. They've got a debate coming up Friday in New Hampshire and a primary coming up on Tuesday. Now, as for that, some interesting information coming out of new polls in New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders continuing to run strong, of course, but it also says that 13% of New Hampshire voters say their vote will be impacted by what happened in Iowa. Uh -huh. So this could be good news for Bernie, of course. Could be great news for Pete Buttigieg, who had been running down in the pack in the polls in New Hampshire. It could be bad news for Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. A lot of people think that Joe Biden's not going to come back. Says he's got a firewall down in South Carolina with a big minority yeah. vote that he is counting on. But I hear down there the polls are tightening up and he's yeah. only got a, a five-point edge. A lot of people think that it may just be a matter of time. And, and this is kind of what I predicted, that Biden was not going to make it in the long haul. Yeah, and uh, the other thing to consider here as well, Joe Biden's campaign reportedly beginning to struggle financially. Yep. And as he continues to do poorly in these primaries, uh, I mean, New Hampshire is going to be important for him. Those donors continue to bail. And others are seeing this as a prime opportunity for Michael Bloomberg. Uh, the door opening up for more of a moderate candidate on the Democratic side. And, of course, Michael Bloomberg will begin to see much more of him, bud. He will be in the debate coming up in Las Vegas on uh, uh, February 19th. Uh, they have changed the rules and the thresholds for getting into these debates, so this could really open the door for Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, and he gets in winning, as far as the primary season is concerned, early March with Super right. Tuesday, um, which could go a long way to deciding who takes on Trump um, in the general election. Uh, News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent Bill Zimfer on everything related to the uh, fiasco ongoing with the Iowa caucuses and where we go from here on the Democrat side. Bill, thank you so much. You're welcome, bud. All right, good deal. Now, you tell me, if it winds up being either Buttigieg or Bernie as the Democrat nominee, I mean, I, I think that's great news for Trump because I don't think either one of these guys can beat him in the fall. Do you agree with me? What if it is Buttigieg against Trump? What if it is Sanders against Trump? How do you feel about that prospect? I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where we welcome your first name in town. What's your take on all of this um, post-Iowa and where things may be headed for the Democrats? What's your take on it? Do I have it right? Or am I missing something here, feeling as good as I am on this this morning? Headlines for you right now, the coronavirus. Here's an update. The death toll now continues to rise. As of this morning, the respiratory illness has claimed almost 500 lives in China, up 67 for the day before. There have been more than 24,500 confirmed infections around the world, the vast majority in China where the outbreak started. A Chinese health official says 80% of the deaths have been among people over age 60. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Yeah, the app failed in the Iowa caucuses here, and multiple news outlets are reporting that the Faldi app was developed by Shadow Incorporated 
Um, and that uh, company was established by veterans of the Hillary Clinton failed presidential campaign. Is it possible somehow this thing, they just knew it was lame and it was going to sabotage the results <laughs> in Iowa? You know me and this conspiracy about theory to say, about they're up to no good to undermine Bernie, maybe to open the door to say, my God, we got chaos among the Democrats. Hillary, come in and save us with a third run? <laughs> no. That's pretty cynical. You have to be very, very cynical. Although the other the other point that's being made is it was Bernie Sanders' campaign who wanted to change how it was reported to begin with because of what happened in 2016. So Yeah, but am I alone on smelling a, uh, a, a the rat that kind of smells like Hillary and Bill? Don in Orlando, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yeah, there's one more rat you're not mentioning, and that's Mayor Cheek. They're talking about that his campaign gave over $26,000 to the development of the app and to the company. So it's really interesting how he came pretty much out of nowhere when you looked at where he was polling and it's really interesting when you look that he gave a victory speech before any of the results were in. He automatically got up and said, you guys changed history tonight. So, again, I'm with you, bud. I used to think everything was conspiracy until you look at what happened the last probably eight to ten years. And then you realize now that I don't think there's anything out of the realm of possibility. I got to tell you, Iowa, this is the third presidential cycle where we've had big-time problems uh, in Iowa, that caucus system has got to be dismantled in their prestigious status as the first vote state. That's got to end. It just does, Alan. And you know, Bud, I, I understand Republicans laughing about this at the Democrats' expense, but really, it hurts all of us when the credibility of elections is called into question. What's going to happen is it's going to discourage participation. And when we don't have that, we don't have the democracy that sure. we, we want. Yeah, you and I are in the same wavelength, and I want to flesh that out with you and everybody else in our 8 o'clock hour when we go back into the Iowa caucus situation here. Dave is in the land taking a look at um, Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders emerging, it appears, from Iowa um, as pretty much the dead heat leaders. Dave, good morning from Volusia County. Hey, good morning, bud. Listen, so I, I really think that the, the person that worries me the most would be Bernie Sanders because I believe his base is motivated, and I believe he would be a formidable foe for Donald Trump because I just he just has so much support. And uh, well, he's got a fanatical following, but you got to have more than that, uh, you know, to win. And I just think. You know, the president would put socialism on trial because that's what Bernie Sanders is, a socialist, maybe a communist, as the president says. And I don't think it'll fly in the general election. On the other hand, you look at a mainstream candidate like Joe Biden, who finishes fourth, apparently, in Iowa, well back of Buttigieg and Sanders. I think it's over for Joe. Sleepy Joe. Well, I understood that Bernie won, but then they spread it all out among everybody else. Ah, well, I don't know. More on all of this coming up, but what about the news at the top of the hour, Alan? An interesting night on Capitol Hill, as we've been discussing, and the Jaguars home away from home. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning.
morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump and Pelosi tear it up on Capitol Hill. More in one minute. And you'll hear some highlights next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump traveled to Capitol Hill last night to deliver his State of the Union address, boasting about a thriving economy. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming, incomes are soaring. Poverty is plumbing. But as you might expect, some Democrats disagreed. Speaking at an event in New Hampshire after the speech, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders gave a quick rebuttal. Since he has been in office, billionaires in America have seen their wealth increase by $854 billion, a 37% increase. By the way, Sanders is running a strong second in Iowa's Democratic caucus with 71% of the vote counted so far. He has about 25%. Pete Buttigieg leads with 27%. Elizabeth Warren is third, Joe Biden fourth. No word as to when all of the votes will be counted in the Iowa caucus where an app is blamed for the delayed results. Bernie actually won the popular vote in Iowa, and uh, which is interesting, even though the, the delegate uh, victory goes narrowly to Buttigieg. When you put it all together, it looks like kind of a dead heat and an absolute mess in Iowa. I've never heard of that. A person who actually got all the, most of the votes but actually lost an election? It is kind of like Has a popular ever... vote uh, electoral college thing at the state level in a way, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The father of a student killed in the 2018 Parkland High School shooting was forcibly removed during President Trump's State of the Union speech. Fred Gutenberg lost his 14-year-old daughter Jamie in that shooting and shouted while Trump was talking about protecting the Second Amendment right to bear arms. Democratic congresswomen sent a message during President Trump's speech last night. For the second year in a row, several of them wore white to the State of the Union, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi would go on to make headlines at the end of the address when she ripped up her copy of the speech. Yeah, more on that coming up. Senator Susan Collins is going to join other Republicans today and vote to acquit President Trump in the Senate impeachment trial. Speaking on the floor, the Maine Republican said it was improper for Trump to mention investigating a political rival on a phone call with a foreign leader. Article 1, however, does not even attempt to assert that the president committed a crime. However, Collins also said she does not believe that the House met its burden proving that the president should be removed from office. Acquittal vote scheduled for four this afternoon, Alan. The Jacksonville Jaguars will extend their stay in London during this upcoming NFL season. The Jacksonville Jaguars have played at least one regular season game in the U.K. every year since 2013, but 2020 will bring double the action. The Jags confirming Tuesday they'll play 
back-to-back games in London as part of the NFL's international series. Now the announcement creating concern about the Jaguars' future in Florida, but owner Shad Khan telling the team's website there is no plan to take the franchise across the pond. We want to invest in the area. We want to keep the Jaguars in the area, but we want them to be vital, competitive, and, uh, you know, a force in the area. The opponents for those two games have yet to be announced. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time is 7.06. An armed suspect wearing a scream mask robs five gas stations in Virginia. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. The Wednesday edition post-State of the Union. A long speech. Democrat response thereafter. Kept the bud man up way too late. We're all a little bit short on sleep. The president... I thought it was a masterful performance. The Democrats hated it. They hate him. Uh, We'll get into all of that. Pelosi's theatrics tearing up her copy of the State of the Union at the end of the address. It was dripping with patriotism and optimism. It was red, white, and blue. And everything you need to know about the divide between the Trump-led Republicans and the Democrats came When the president mentioned it's all about putting America first and the Democrats sat there stone-faced and scowling, how can you not react positively to putting your country first? We've got some select cuts here. We'll get into all that went down in the speech and surrounding the speech. It's all coming right up. And if you've been a regular on our show, you know right after Alan finishes with the news, he's not quite done. He's got money to give away and maybe to you. Once again, we want to put a grand in your hand with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the latest keyword of the hour. All you have to do is listen up. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Remember, you might get a call from area code 513 if you do answer it. That could be us telling you that you've won. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we attempt to put a grand in your hand. 708 on Good Morning Orlando, and we will update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Headlines in Central Florida now for you. A man is dead from injuries he suffered in a fire up in Volusia County. Deputies announced yesterday that 27-year-old Jamie Garrett of DeBarry died the day before. Garrett was pulled from the home on Lake Drive early on Monday, and he was taken to the hospital in critical condition. His grandmother survived the fire. We have no word yet on a cause. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. 107.7 HD3. AM 540. And the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. A State of the Union address unlike any other. A tour de force by the president lasting an hour and 18 minutes interrupted by applause. I think I heard an astounding 129 times. Um, but the but the contentious atmosphere, you could feel it. It was palpable. And early on, it was evident, the partisan divide and the hatred, particularly, of Pelosi and Trump for one another. 
She extended her hand uh, when he handed the speeches up to Pence and Pelosi, as is the tradition, before he spoke. And the president just spun around and then faced the audience and, uh, and did not engage Pelosi with a handshake, who subsequently um, uh, jettisoned the traditional introduction. I have the high honor and distinct privilege of introducing to you the president of the United States. Uh, listen to how she introduced him, and then listen to what happened very early on as the president opened up his remarks. Chance of four more years from the Republicans. Members of Congress, the President of the United States. Democrats were seething. Trump's opening remarks set the tone. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming. Incomes are soaring. Poverty is plummeting. Crime is falling. Confidence is surging. And our country is thriving and highly respected again. The state of our union is stronger than ever before. Here's Trump's message to the Democrats on health care and socialism. This one really got to him. As we work to improve Americans' health care, there are those who want to take away your health care, take away your doctor, and abolish private insurance entirely. That's the Democrats. They're not so much booing or saying it's you, 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 Mr. President, trying to destroy our health care. Um, so there we go. The president here unfazed stares him down and says this. We will never let socialism destroy American health care. An incredible moment, one of the many special guests in the gallery, Rush Limbaugh. The president mentioning how Rush had been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer and then surprised everyone with this announcement. Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And Rush didn't have to wait. The president had the First Lady Melania put that medal right around Rush's neck in the gallery during the address. Rush covered his eyes that were clearly tearing up. He was deeply moved. So was I. So were many. The Democrats sulked and seethed. Now the president's closing remarks, um, just to highlight here, it, it was just an incredible close, reviewing the glorious history of our country, but affirming that as great as it has been over time, and particularly during his time, the best is yet to come. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories 
are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. And at that very moment, behind the president, Nancy Pelosi was tearing up her copy of the State of the Union Address. Why did she do it? You'll hear her explanation in a moment. Your thoughts on the State of the Union, 407-916-5400. Text us, first name in town, if you'd like, 23680. Headlines now, this important story locally. An incident in an Orange County park could serve as a warning to parents. A Coey police arrested 28-year-old Pasco County man this week after he allegedly lured a 13-year-old girl to Bob Sorensen Field. Now, police believe that Clayton Coburn met that girl through an app called Yubo, Y-U-B-O, where he pretended to be a 16-year-old boy. Yubo, launched five years ago, as a way for people as young as 13 to make friends all around the world. It has more than 20 million users. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. All right. Good morning, Orlando. Alan Spector, along with the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa, we're talking State of the Union. Quite a night on Capitol Hill. Webster checking in from Deltona. Webster, what'd you think about it? Webster, you're on with Alan and the gang and the Bud Man and everybody. Good morning, Webster. Let's put him on hold, see if we can wake him up. Melissa says he's an awesome caller by virtue of the screening there. How about we go to another line? Let's go to Avalon Park and Jamie. Good morning, Jamie. Hello. Good morning. State of the Union, what'd you think? Um... It was the only time that I've actually teared up watching the State of the Union since 9-11. What made you tear up? Seeing Rush Limbaugh honored that way, that the look of surprise on his face, that it just totally took him by surprise, that he was already feeling honored enough just to be a guest of the president and then to receive that award. And it just kind of drove home that he's not just a hero to conservatives he's a hero to freedom of speech and freedom of the press because honestly and without what he did over these several decades in taking on the clintons and doing all the work to help out with different charity causes as well as promoting critical thinking and getting all the facts and not just blindly trusting other media i your guys' show wouldn't really exist the way it does. There's so many other shows that would not exist, and we wouldn't have independent thinkers. Yeah, Jamie, as I said yesterday, no matter what side of the political fence you're on, you have to admit Rush Limbaugh is a great radio communicator, and that was evidenced by the fact that so many of our listeners, like you, think of him as a friend or a member of the family. Thank you, Jamie, so much. Webster's back on the line out of Deltona All on right. the State of the Union. Hello, Webster. 
Hello, Bud, man. Um, the sun is rising this morning because of the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, the great uniter. What an awesome, epic speech. This man highlighted the beauty of America and what he's doing for all of America, highlighting the 100-year-old General McGee and his son, who wants to be uh, looking down from the heavens upon the earth. And, of course, what he's doing for the historically black colleges and what he's doing in general for all of America, making this country great uh, and showing to everybody how he can honor a great American hero in Rush Limbaugh. Thank you so much, Webster. You know, um, the Democrats and the Trump-hating media are billing this as a dividing, divisive speech. But I see it the way Webster does. I thought it was the United. It was so pro-American. Why can't we feel good about this country and all the good we have done and what we represent and, and all the things that are going well in America? Why can't we get there? On the text line, and Yaffe, you, um, you watched a lot of the speech last night. I'd love a quick take on that from you. Um, I thought it had a lot of energy. It was very optimistic in the beginning. I still feel like these speeches are just too long, generally. After a while, you're like, okay. But some of the stuff, the Tuskegee Airmen, when yeah. he introduced him in the, the gallery. The 100-year-old with his grandson, great That grandson. was the one time where I almost teared up. Yeah. That, that was very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I, how disrespectful uh, Pelosi was tearing up the speech of the President of the United States as Speaker of the House. Please, give me a break. What are you, a schoolyard brat? Give me a break. I, I really don't like where the direction of her politics is going. I think it's just getting worse and worse. We are going down the gutter. More I don't more. think that was on Trump last night. I think that was on Pelosi yeah. and the Democrats. Um, uh, textures, what about it? Yeah, one person said the little boy more concerned with comforting his mother than his own sadness while they were talking about his deceased soldier father made me tear up. Another one said, depending on how many watched it last night, I believe the Dems could have lost 10 million voters last night. Did you see them looking around at each other saying what happened? Mike and Oviedo, outstanding speech. America back in full force. How much greater could we be if the resistance joined us? Don't hold your breath on that. But you don't have to hold your breath either for Alan to bring you the news because he's here with it right now. Popular stores are closing in Central Florida. I guess they're not popular enough. And there's a crackdown on unlicensed contractors that nets more than 100 arrests. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes, 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. You might think the Iowa caucus fiasco and that incredible State of the Union address are all that's going on, but there's a whole lot more than that, and Allen's got it all. But more store closures are coming for Macy's, including one here in Central Florida. The department store chain announcing its plans to shut down about 125 locations nationwide, among them the Macy's at Seminole Town Center in Sanford. Meanwhile, a popular store on the Space Coast is going away. Lucky's Market in West Melbourne has been sold. The company had earlier announced that store would be the one location in Florida that it would not close. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More than 100 unlicensed contractors are under arrest after a Tampa area sting called Operation House Hunters. Always be leery of prices and services that are too good to be true. I understand the, the attraction of cheaper prices and quicker completion dates, but it comes at a tremendous risk. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister, you can check on a potential contractor at myfloridalicense.com. 
A bipartisan bill that would create the position of dementia director within the Florida Department of Elder Affairs is making its way through the legislature. Palm Beach County State Representative Matt Wilhite is the co-sponsor with Scott Placken of Seminole County. Representative Placken uh, and myself, he's a Republican and I'm a Democrat. Red and blue equal purple and purple is the color of Alzheimer's. Wilhite says the bill seeks to bolster the state's efforts to address dementia-related disorders. An astronaut who took part in the first all-female spacewalk and spent more time in space on a single mission than any other woman is about to come home. After nearly a year of living on the International Space Station, Christina Cook is eager to get outside. Things like being outdoors is really at the top of the list. I live near the beach and I absolutely love the water, so hopefully going for a swim or a surf or just walking my dog on the beach, feeling the sand, feeling the wind, those are things that you can't really replicate up here, so I can't wait to be out in nature. Cook is due to land in Kazakhstan tomorrow. The Magic resumed their three-game road trip tonight in Boston against the Celtics. Orlando opened the trek with a win in Charlotte on Monday. That snapped a five-game skid for the Magic, who sit at 22-28 and 28 on the season. Elsewhere. Finally coming to the big screen, the tragic story of this band. A long-delayed biopic about the 1977 plane crash in Mississippi that killed three members of Leonard Skinner is finally being released. The movie tells the story of the crash through the eyes of the band's former drummer, Artemis Pyle, who survived it and helped pull survivors from the wreckage. Production of the film was halted in 2017 following a lawsuit from the families of the victims. The decision was overturned the following year. Street Survivors, the true story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash, premieres February 16th at a film festival in Hollywood. Isn't some version of Leonard Skinner still out there performing? Well, still yeah, there's two there. versions. You've got Artemis Pyle Band, which does all the Skinner stuff. He went on his own, and then you have Skinner, too, right, Alan? That's right. And, uh, of course, uh, Leonard Skinner originated in Jacksonville. Yeah. Three high school classmates got together and started that band. I remember you telling us that. Get ready for Wendy's to include breakfast on its menu everywhere. About 300 locations already offer it, but as of March 3rd, it'll be served nationwide. Some of the items on the Wendy's breakfast menu include the breakfast Baconator. That looks really good. Mm. Really bad for you, but really good. (laughs) Wow. A honey butter chicken biscuit and Mm. a frosty chino. That, that yeah. looks good, too, actually. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm trying it. Wendy's oh. tweeted the news while roasting McDonald's. They wrote, yeah, we wouldn't wake up for your breakfast either. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Frosty Chino? Um, it's a mixture of a Frosty and like a an iced cappuccino thing. Coffee. Okay. Are you familiar with the Frosty at Win- uh, Wendy's? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. You're saying a spoon up in the thing. It's like their version of the Frappuccino, gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. And finally, a woman in South Carolina got resourceful to alert rescuers after her hands were crushed while she was changing a tire on Interstate 95. Fire rescue officials say the jack slipped and the woman's car fell on her hands Sunday night. After being trapped under the car for almost an hour, the woman, who was 54, somehow managed to get a shoe off and used her toes to dial 911. Rescuers used a special hydraulic device to get the car off her and then take her to a hospital for treatment. That's incredible. How resourceful is that? Wow. 
You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. And now Melissa Fox has something to say. Hi, everybody. Hey, Melissa, what's up? You know, we here at News Radio WFLA really appreciate our listeners. So we want to give you $1,000 in jewelry from the International Diamond Center just in time for Valentine's Day. All you have to do to get a chance to win is go to WFLA Orlando's Instagram page. Follow us. And then like the picture of Bud, goofy face, and the diamond ring. It, it is kind of goofy, Bud. You have to admit. I don't know when they took that picture and what was wrong with Surprise! me in that shot. It looks fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, on that uh, picture, not only like it, but then in the comments, tell us why you love your partner. On the 12th of February, right after the Good Morning Orlando show, we will pick someone at random, and they will win $1,000 in jewelry from IDC. Maybe we can have a secondary contest where people decorate that picture of you. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, man, that is not going to end well for the Bud Man. Alan, you are up to no good. That's a great contest, though, just in time for Valentine's Day. Can my Day. fiance play this con- uh, No, I think. Uh, uh, no, he's right. How does that work? I don't know. You can't play the thing. Because you work here. I could you, use I could use that gift card. What That's are you, too thing. cheap to buy or something yourself? I heard that. Uh, yes, and poor. <laughs> All right. In a moment. State of the Union speech. I mean, Trump was awesome, in my not-so-humble opinion. Uh, if, if, if if you're on the Trump train, you're going to love the Trump policy board game. you got to play it with your family and friends. And we have it. It's hard to get. We have a copy of it. We're giving it away. It's, a, it's an expensive premium board game. We're giving it away to our sound judgment winner. Get on the phone line right now. You're eligible to play and win if you have not won sound judgment in a month. Let's clear the decks on any other calls, Melissa. Let's open up the lines for sound judgment only at 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. You better call right now or you're not going to get in. And the toll free is 866-916-5400. Sound judgment. After our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming your way here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines now previewing a hot topic we'll get into in detail with you in our 8 o'clock hour. The chairman of the Democratic National Committee says the chaos that gripped the Iowa caucuses should never happen again. Tom Perez issuing a statement on the debacle. He says the app in question did not function adequately and that the Democratic National Committee staff are now helping the Iowa Democratic Party count all of the votes. He said the app will not be used anywhere else for the rest of the election season. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you and Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Here on the Trump train, you're going to love the prize. Good luck winning it. It's what we're playing for on Sound Judgment this morning, Melissa. Bud, it is an awesome Trump policy board game. It's a friendly board game. While having stimulating conversation on the most relevant issues of the day, it will separate the believers from the non-believers. This wonderful board game can be yours by using your sound judgment. If you're trying to get in the main lines, wait for a wrong answer. They're all jammed right now, but we'll open one up quickly at 407-916-5400. Ooh, ooh. Toll free is open right now. Grab it. 866-916-5400. Ooh, ooh. 
You ready? Oh, Mr. Carter. Are, are we okay? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all right. I'm all excited here. We yeah. can squeeze somebody in on the porch here. Nice. On the toll-free, 866-916-5400. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are we ready? Ooh, ooh. Let's go. Today's Sound Judgment game takes us back to another February 5th, that's today's date, of course, when the White House was really rocking as two rock and roll superstars sang and played piano for a state dinner. Listen to some sound from that memorable performance. You'll hear both artists singing, followed by congratulations from then-President Bill Clinton. And then I want you to use your Sound Judgment to name these two superstars. You were wonderful, both of you. You, uh, you warmed our hearts and lifted our spirits, and we're very grateful. You were wonderful, both of you. Who are those two guys? Ooh. Ooh. Line one, Ooh. you're up on sound judgment. Go ahead, line one. No idea. Okay. It's not no idea. That I can tell you. But the line's open at 407-916-5400. One's a Brit. One's an American. Two superstars, and they're both still around. Melissa, am I giving away too yeah, much? Yeah, why don't you just give them the initials, too? Oh, come Well, it may come to that. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> line three, go ahead. Ah, you got me on that one, bud. I'm sorry. Uh, see, it may come to that. All right, but I'm not done yet. Open up the lines, 407-916-5400. Name those two superstars who on this date in 1998 performed for a state dinner for President Bill Clinton. You know those two guys. Uh, line three, I'm going to give you a shot. Go ahead, line three. Line three. Line four, line four, go ahead. Hey, this is Mike Line for, uh, is it Ray Charles and Elton John? Uh, one out of two. You got one out of two. Let's go to the toll-free and see if we can nail it. Go ahead. Name those two superstars. Uh, Vince Foster and Seth Rich. No. Really? Line nice. one. You're up. Line one. Name them. Go ahead. Ray Charles. No. Okay. Now, you listen carefully. You've already got one of them. Line two. Who are those two superstars? Who are they? Line two. This is not happening. You know, I have to tell you something, bud. You call me Mr. Music. Yes. And I know who they are because you told me off the air. Had you not told me, I don't think I would recognize wow. those singers. The initials are SW and EJ. EJ and SW. Oh, it's out there now. Line three, do it. Little Richard and Paul McCartney. Yay, no. No. I can't believe this is that tough. Toll free. Go ahead. We're running out of time here. Mo? Okay. All right. One guy's first name is Elton, and the other's first name <laughs> other is, is Stevie, and he can't blind. see anything. Line one, you're ooh, up. Ooh. Um, Stevie Wonder and Elton John. Oh, yeah. No oh. way. How did you get that? That's amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to give stuff away here. Just hand it. Just answer the phone and go, you I'm won. A, I'm, a man, I'm a man of the people. I want the people to win our stuff. You guys are too <laughs> tough. What's your first name, please? Pat. From? Claremont. 
Now, Pat, be honest. Could you have identified those singers without the clues that Bud gave you? I would have gotten Elton John. I would not have gotten Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Well, whatever. Thanks for getting me off the hook here. <laughs> you know, and Rush is over there, you know, tapping his watch saying, is it my turn yet? Thank you very much, Boy. Pat. Oh. Ma making a Medal of Freedom winner wait. Uh, it's not right. That's nice. Pat, don't you go away. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando, okay? All righty. All right. A lot of things were not right in this segment. <laughs> yeah. I know. Ooh, I ooh, know. Ooh, ooh. Are we done here? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we'll have Rush with a morning update after we have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on the Wednesday edition of the show. We're collectively uh, way short of sleep, staying up late for that long State of the Union, unlike any other ever delivered by this or any other president. Um, we'll get back into that later in the show, but the other big story is the debacle in Iowa with the Democrat caucuses. More votes are in. We'll be talking about that with you. And the greater question of, of, of exactly what the caucuses and what happened in Iowa may say about the state of our system and the trustworthiness of our elections. So stay tuned on that score. News, of course, at the top of the hour, and Alan handles that. Trump and Pelosi tear it up on Capitol Hill, and it's an extended stay in London for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a beautiful-looking Wednesday at 8 o'clock as we give you another update on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way now on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, an interesting night on Capitol Hill. More in one minute. And what in the world's going on with the Hawkeye Hawkeye? We've got the latest... Next on Good Morning Orlando. 802 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump delivers the State of the Union address ahead of the Senate's vote on his impeachment trial. It was a courteous thing to do, considering the As I say, we're all collectively short on sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Stevie Wonder and and who? Elton yeah, John. That was Elton. Okay. You want to take another whack at that? Sure. Take two. President Trump delivers the State of the Union address ahead of the Senate's vote on his impeachment trial. In his third State of the Union address, President Trump told a joint session of Congress that the U.S. economy is stronger than ever. Jobs are booming. Incomes are soaring. Poverty is plummeting. Crime is falling. Confidence is surging. And our country is thriving 
and highly respected again. The president added some theatrical flair to the annual speech, bestowing the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh, offering a scholarship to a young girl from Philadelphia, and even reuniting a service member with his family. The president, who is expected to be acquitted on both articles of impeachment by the Senate today, never mentioned impeachment. At the Capitol, John Decker, Fox News. How he resisted that temptation, I'll never know. And at the end of it all, Pelosi tore up the speech behind the president. More on this later on. Yeah, Pelosi did that and was asked later why. It was the courteous thing to do, considering the alternative. Courteous thing to do, considering the alternative. Which would be what? Lighting it on fire in the House chambers? I think she should have brought out a shredder and just, you know, Just, oh, is oh. it illegal to shred government documents? Just go for it. Most, Pelosi called the State of the Union address a dirty speech. Man, the this, most disrespectful thing I've ever seen a House speaker do, clearly. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. South Florida Congressman Ted Deutsch is coming to the defense of a father of a Parkland shooting victim who was ejected from last night's State of the Union address. When President Trump mentioned protecting gun rights, Fred Gutenberg apparently yelled, what about the victims of gun violence, like my daughter? Deutsch tweeted that Gutenberg deserves an answer. Senate Republicans are expected to formally acquit President Trump today. Trump was impeached by the Democratic-led House in December for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. So far, 71% of the votes are counted in the Iowa Democratic Caucus. Pete Buttigieg is in the lead with 27% and now campaigning in New Hampshire. The former South Bend, Indiana mayor said he's thrilled with results so far. What we already know amounts to uh, just a phenomenal victory for the vision of this campaign. The idea that uh, with, uh, uh, with a message of unity and boldness, uh, we could connect in rural, suburban and urban areas alike. The release of caucus results has been significantly delayed due to technical problems with an app. Buttigieg said he knows the Democratic Party of Iowa will make sure that nothing like this happens again. Yeah, more on this debacle in Iowa in a minute here, Alan. The Jacksonville Jaguars will make history next season. They'll become the first NFL team to play two home games in London in the same season. It's unknown who the team will play in those back-to-back games, but potential opponents include the Houston Texans and Tennessee Titans. The Jaguars are a regular fixture in London as they've played in the British capital every year since 2013. WFLA News Time 806. Four kids who went missing during an Alaskan blizzard are found alive. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox here until 9 o'clock. Um, we're getting into the Iowa caucuses here, and, and we have a couple of questions for you to ponder um, in the wake of that fiasco up there, which is still ongoing. We have new vote totals, but still a lot of the vote is out. Uh, more time permitting on that incredible State of the Union address. And uh, Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech at the end has prompted this texture to say, hey, Budman, Pelosi might have torn up the speech, but today after 4 p.m., President Trump will be tearing up the articles of impeachment. Maybe he ought to do it. Another says, you know what? The U.S. Code, Budman, prohibits the destruction of government records. Pelosi may just have committed a violation 
punishable by up to three years in prison. Works for me. See, that's All what I was right. asking you. Bailiff, take her away. I think it's an illegal maneuver. Yes, under pain of imprisonment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Alan, we got a contest right now, and somebody's got a shot at winning some serious cash. We're talking $1,000 here as we attempt once again to put a grand in your hand with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could be the winner of $1,000. And watch for an area code uh, 513 call on your phone. That could be us telling you that you've won. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we attempt to put a grand in your hand. 808 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlines right now in this fresh Trump tweet just handed to me by Melissa. It was a great and triumphant evening for our country. Thank you for all of the nice remarks and wonderful reviews of my State of the Union speech. It was my great honor to have done it. Just in from President Trump. Updates at least every 10 minutes in a Tom Stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So within the last few minutes, I could see Vice President Mike Pence uh, on the monitor on Fox and Friends, but I have the sound down here because I need to be talking, and we can't have two sound sources at the same time. But Yaffe, through the glass in the control room, was monitoring the vice president. couple of things. What did he say about standing right next to Pelosi when she so rudely and disrespectfully incredibly tore up the president's speech right behind him at the end. Yeah, I'm not sure he noticed when that happened, but... It's right in his field of vision. He, he must have seen it. Yeah, maybe. Um, But he said it's basically disgraceful that she did that. But he also said that he believes that the history will remember this as one of the greatest State of the Union speeches ever. That's we, what he believes. We played selected cuts. I watched the whole thing. Uh, it was unlike any other, and it was... Really, the bottom line on this, the you know, the anti-Trump media and the Democrats are screaming that, it, you know, it just was so divisive, you know. But I thought it was a great uniting speech. It was dripping with patriotism and pride in America, you know, all wrapped in him justifiably because this is what the State of the Union is. What is the state of America right now, Mr. President, whoever you are, you know, and talking about all the things that are going incredibly well under his leadership and his policies you know, yeah, I don't understand the whole thing. The whole point of it is divisive. It's not any more divisive than any other state of the union, even under Obama. Obama promoted some of his policies that Republicans disagreed with. I didn't hear the media say how divisive. How could he say that? I mean, come I on. was just impressed. He did not mention any of the impeachment stuff. It's amazing that he didn't. But in his own way, he stuck it to the Democrats, you know, yeah. about all the incredible things he's got. He's got done for this country, you know, across all demographics. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, come on, somebody get in the ring, take me on. And that's, of course, what's going on with the Democrats right now with the Iowa caucuses. Now we have not 62 percent like yesterday, but 71 percent of the vote in and uh, still basically the way it was. But that's 29 percent of the vote still to come. But a few things are very clear here. Pete Buttigieg. Um, is is leading at 26.8. That's uh, the Iowa delegates uh, 
the percentage of the delegates that are out there. Ultimately, there's only 41 delegates out of Iowa, okay? And that, that's just a small percentage of what it takes to get the Democrat nomination. But Iowa goes first, although I think with this debacle with uh, their caucuses and the app that broke down and whatever the heck happened up there, uh, this may be it for Iowa playing this critical role. And I think it's time for Iowa to uh, cede that to another state. Uh, Bernie Sanders was right behind him, 26-8 for Buttigieg, 25-2 for Bernie. But Bernie also uh, actually won the popular vote by um, about 1,300 in Iowa. So it's about a dead heat. Elizabeth Warren down next at 18.4. Joe Biden, supposedly the leader here? I think not for long. I think he is. I think he's going to fade from the scene. He's down at 15.4%, came out of Iowa in fourth place. Amy Klobuchar, 12.6. Nobody else anywhere near double digits. Um, thing that concerns me here is there's such hatred on both sides and such contempt and such an end justifies the means in getting the other side, you know, and nailing them that, that I fear for the integrity of not only the Iowa caucus election, but our elections throughout the land in 2020 and beyond, and it would have nothing at all to do with the Russians. It would have to do with, you know, with, 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 with partisan operatives on both sides, frankly. And, uh, and the Democrats more desperate than ever. My God, we have to beat Trump. He's our ultimate nightmare. Four more years, we'll do anything. Maybe something was done to mess things up in Iowa so that Bernie Sanders didn't run away from the pack and become suddenly unbeatable because he can't win the election. He's a socialist, and President Trump will put him and socialism on trial and destroy the 79-year-old fossil from Vermont that he'll never be president of the United States. Maybe something was going on there. The app that broke down, the company that developed that, is run by a bunch of old Hillary Clinton operatives. Do you smell a rat? You know, but I really worry about, about trust being undermined here, Yaffe. I mean, with technology, you got an app you can't trust. You can't trust people getting their hands into the mechanism of an election because they are so partisan, so filled with hatred for the opposition that the end justifies the means. We'll do anything we can to undermine the election. This is a serious problem in my view, and this is not about the Russians. This is about us. Yeah, I don't know if I'm as cynical as you are about all of this. What really worries me is what happens afterward where the Democrats say, well, that election was illegitimate because of this or that, and they just come up with any excuse they can. Yeah, they're going to just start. This is just the the, prep, the the preface is, I can't say the word, but the whole mess in Iowa right now is just a way for the Dems to say, oh, the whole thing is rigged. Do you share my concern here? You think I'm being being over-the-top melodramatic here? I mean, you know, is it getting to the point where we can't trust election results? The app technology fails. People screw up as well. Is the country so divided, the level of passion and hatred from both the left and the right, so extreme that the end justifies the means mentality is taken hold? Republicans and Democrats will do whatever it takes to win, including rigging election results, sabotaging opponents' campaigns, you name it. You know the Declaration of Independence says governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Patriots, I ask you, what happens when we, the people, no longer trust that power has been won legitimately? 
Is it not a prescription for a level of social chaos in America and domestic unrest, the likes of which we have not seen since the Civil War? 407-916-5400. What say you? And on the text line, first name in town, welcome, 23680. Headlines now relating to the debacle in the Iowa caucuses. The head of the Democratic National Committee says the chaos that gripped the Iowa caucuses should never happen again, and the app that was used will not be used anywhere else for the rest of the election season. That from DNC Chairman Tom Perez. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it right here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. This is Good Morning Orlando. Al Inspector, along with the Bud Man Yaffe and Melissa, we're talking about the Iowa caucus and the debacle for Democrats. And, Bud, uh, you know, I understand Republicans laughing at the Democrats uh, with this problem they've had with the app in Iowa and getting the results in. But I really think this type of thing hurts us all because it damages the credibility of our elections. Then you and I are on basically the same wavelength here. And when you do that, I think you're discouraging people from participating. They feel like, well, my vote doesn't count because they're not going to count my vote. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the last thing we need is for less people to vote. We we see these the percentages of voter turnout go down, down, down every time. You know, and this is not going to help that at all. Yeah, and as the Declaration of Independence says, and I'll say it again, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. But how can you give that consent if you don't trust the results of the elections? And look at uh, the candidates who spent millions and millions of dollars, thousands of hours campaigning in Iowa for what? Basically nothing, because as we talked with Simon Conway in Iowa yesterday, yeah. he said, you know, everyone's moved on to New Hampshire, and now the results are going to get buried. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, if he did emerge the winner, he didn't have a chance to really bask in his victory. We didn't have a chance to ruminate about Joe Biden, the fact that he's apparently finishing fourth, yeah. and his campaign has uh, got to be in trouble. Yeah, and And the voters who took time to study the issues go to these caucuses, cast their ballot, and this is the thanks they get. So do the texters share any of our concerns? Yeah, one person says, I'm afraid you're right. Our country is looking into the face of a coming civil war. Another one said, no voting apps on or apps and computers. Fill out a paper ballot like in Seminole County so there is a legitimate paper trail. And another says, you know what? I think you're 100% right on with this, bud man. Um... I fear that I am. I fear that I am. I love this country. I know you do, too. But we can't continue down the road we're going. I think in Iowa, um, yeah, it's a joke, no doubt about it. But it is a symptom, I think, of something very serious we need to get a handle on. At the bottom of the hour here, half an hour to go, we'll be back on the State of the Union beat in the next half hour. Live report, sound cuts, time permitting. But, Alan, how about getting everybody up to date, particularly those just joining us now on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. A department store chain closing more locations, including one in the Orlando area and a homecoming for an astronaut. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 829. 
Alan, how about a little news update here? Anything but Iowa, anything but State of the Union. What else you got? Well, let's see what I got here. Oh, a struggling department store chain is shutting down more locations. How about that? That'll work. Macy's closing about 125 locations nationwide, including the store at Seminole Town Center in Sanford. That represents about a fifth of their stores. The company also plans to slash around 2,000 corporate jobs. On top of that, Macy's is moving all headquarters roles to New York as it shutters its other main offices in Cincinnati. The company's CEO says that they're taking the organization through significant structural change to lower costs. Mark Mayfield, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. And a popular store in Brevard County is closing. After all, the Lucky's Market in West Melbourne was the company's only location in Florida that was to remain open, but the Lucky's uh, company announced yesterday it is selling the store to Southeastern Grocers. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. With the growing number of coronavirus diagnoses, is Florida ready for an epidemic? Thanks to previous emergencies like the Zika virus outbreak. The health department is highly skilled and experienced in terms of responding to infectious diseases. Trust for America's Health President John Auerbach also credits Florida for having a public health laboratory and a compact to share nurses with other nearby states in the case of a surgeon in illness. But he says one key factor in bringing the state down to the middle tier in their emergency preparedness ranking is our seasonal flu vaccination rate. While the national average is 50%, it's just slightly above 40% here. Erica Rodriguez, News Radio, WFLA Orlando. Bud, good news for you from Tallahassee. A bill that would make it legal to be naked on a nude beach. Oh, get out of here. Is moving through the Florida Senate. South Florida Senator Jason Pizzo introduced the bill because people who go naked at nude beaches can still be arrested and charged with lewd and lascivious conduct. Like I have to tell you, bud, Pizzo says an arrest like that on someone's record could destroy their chances for a job. Good news for him, bad news for everyone else. I can't else. Even pass the guy's name. I'm sorry. Pizzo? Really? It's time for a record-breaking astronaut to come home. Christina Cook launched to the International Space Station last March and realizes she's become a role model for many. It's an opportunity to hopefully inspire the next generation of future explorers. I know for me it was important to see people that I saw a reflection of myself in growing up when I was envisioning, you know, what I could do with my life and what my dreams might be. Cook took part in the first all-female spacewalk and spent more time in space on a single mission than any other woman She's due to land in Kazakhstan tomorrow. Orlando Magic forward Aaron Gordon has officially been named one of four participants in the slam dunk contest during NBA All-Star Saturday night. The league releasing all of its participants for the various events that happened weekend after this. Going up against Gordon will be Milwaukee's Pat Connaughton, the Lakers' Dwight Howard, and Miami's Derek Jones Jr. Same Dwight Howard we once called Superman, yeah. playing center for Orlando wow. Magic. He hasn't been, I don't think he's been in the dunk contest for a while. No, Aaron Gordon was in it a couple of years ago, yeah. and he was the runner-up, I think. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle could have a new landlord. Yes, Madonna is offering to rent her Upper West Side apartment to Harry and Meghan. The pop superstar posted a video on Instagram talking about the benefits of her $73 million apartment on Central Park West. Madonna asked the couple why they would move to Canada when her two-bedroom apartment has the best view of Manhattan. 
She added Buckingham Palace has got nothing on Central Park West. Oh, $73 million of bargain <laughs> at that price, clearly. Uh, what is the monthly payment on that? <laughs> can't imagine. <laughs> uh, a New York man is facing a DUI charge in Vermont after he reportedly tried to drive a car up a ski slope. Frederick Brechter was arrested by Vermont State Troopers late last month at Magic Mountain in Londonderry. Troopers say he took a car from the parking area, tried to make his way up the slope. Brechter is said to appear in court next month. I did that at my college campus, but not with snow. I did it in the summer and drove the thing up the uh, ski slope. Was this a dare or uh -huh. some kind of initiation? No, or? it was party weekend Such very late rebel. at night. Oh, <laughs> party <a> weekend. <laughs> Were you clothed at the time? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and finally, um, a man in Ohio. <laughs> it all ties together, doesn't it, Alan, for you? We try. Uh, finally, a man in Ohio is wondering what to do after receiving a massive amount of duplicate letters in the mail. When Dan Kane went to the post office in Twinsburg, Ohio, a clerk told him to go around to the back of the building. Turns out College Avenue Student Loans sent Dan 55,000 identical letters of his daughter's loan statement because of a system glitch. <laughs> <laughs> the letters required dozens of bins to load up and two trips to get them home. To add insult to injury, Kane says the statement was incorrect. It's probably the same after years up in Iowa. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Yeah, can somebody else talk now? I don't I want can. to hear anything more from it. What do you got, Melissa? Uh, well, I've got Bud going up a hill. Wait, no, that's no, not no, 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 you don't. No, you don't. Actually, um, Valentine's Day is coming, boys. Yep. And that means you're supposed to get your significant other something pricey. Oh, um, is that how that works? Michael, just going to tell you right now, now that you've got a fiancé. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, News Radio WFLA Orlando wants to help out by giving $1,000 in jewelry from the International Diamond Center just in time for Valentine's Day. Now, if you want your chance to win, all you have to do is go to WFLA Orlando's Instagram page. Follow us, like the picture of Bud with the diamond ring, and tell us in the comments why you love your partner. Don't worry, he's wearing clothes uh -huh. in this picture. He's got a goofy smile on his he face, does. but he's, we don't know if he's wearing pants in the picture. But He was wearing pants in the picture. Fair enough. On February 12th, after Good Morning Orlando, we will randomly pick someone to win that $1,000 in jewelry from IDC. Okay, coming up in a moment, what's the deal with the State of the Union address last night? We've been talking about it all morning. Time for one of our top flight correspondents to give you his take. Michael Bauer on deck right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here at Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. The White House is condemning Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, for tearing in half multiple copies of President Trump's State of the Union speech just at the conclusion of the speech last night. And a statement on Twitter, the White House said the House Speaker uh, ripped up one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. All of this would be the copy within the speech the president delivered. The survival of a child born at 21 weeks, a service member's reunion with his family. Pelosi called it a dirty speech. You'll hear more from her shortly. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. 
now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. We talked a lot about the President's um, State of the Union address and all that surrounded it last night in many ways, unlike anything we have ever heard uh, in a State of the Union address. Let's bring in News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent Michael Bauer for his perspective on it all. Michael, good morning. What are your thoughts? Well, Bud, man, good morning to you. I felt like you could tell within the first three minutes of the State of the Union, and frankly, even prior to that, that this, if you were looking for decorum in your State of the Union, that, this was not the year to be watching this. Uh, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, almost immediately as the president entered into the room to give his speech, usually there's a standing ovation from everybody in Congress. The entire Democratic Party was sitting and, and not even clapping for the president as he entered the room. And that's what started the process. Then you had the president get down to where he hands off a copy of the speech to the vice president and speaker of the house nancy pelosi extended her hand for a handshake president trump turned his back and then she gave a less than historic introduction to president trump so within that time frame if you were unclear it became very clear that this was not going to have a whole bunch of decorum involved in it from our leadership and and president trump i felt gave not only the speech that only president trump could give i think he brought elements that only president trump could bring it was very clearly sort of a reality television-based version of the State of the Union, where you had not just the message that he had for our economy and for jobs and for unemployment and where we were heading in the direction of the rest of the world having acceptance of us and respecting us, but also with the stories we'd heard in the past at State of the Union, people who were in the gallery. We were familiar with those, but there was a distinct change from President Trump. So hearing the story about the little girl who wanted to go to a better school in Atlanta and her single mom was there, that's a story that we would usually hear in a State of the Union. But then for the president to offer up a scholarship there seemed like it was sort of Oprah Winfrey offering up cars. When you got to the point where you were talking about the military family, the father had been deployed overseas for two years, and the family was there being honored, and then the president brings him down the hallway for a family reunion and a tearjerker, that seemed like a very Maury Povich kind of moment. It's stuff that you don't, you hear those stories, but you don't see those effects. That's what the president brought to the table last night in sort of creating a sizzle reel for what will happen going forward if you reelect him in 2020. Yeah, and then it was Rush Limbaugh, of course, he has announced he has uh, been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. He was in the gallery alongside First Lady Melania. The president announced he was going to give Rush for all he has done for this country and all of his charity work and what a positive influence he's been uh, for millions of Americans. The highest civilian honor that he can bestow, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and then... Melania put it right around his neck, and Rush was deeply moved, and the Democrats were quietly seething, were they not? They, they most certainly were, and I, I don't know, like, there were certain, I, I could see a certain side that Rush looked incredibly shocked, and I, I don't know why, because for five hours prior to the start of the speech, we all knew that he was going to be getting that medal. We saw it on social media, but he was shocked by it. I think that's where mainly Democrats kind of sat back and go, oh, great, well, this is him finally saying that Fox News is legitimate and Rush is legitimate. You just saw the de- a, a, a detesting of every element of that award going to somebody from the Democrats yep. there. And then let's, let's face it, we saw at the end, Nancy 
Nancy Pelosi tear up the president's speech, her copy of the president's speech. That was not something that I would have expected. And if you would have told me that had happened, I would say maybe on a Saturday Night Live sketch, but not in reality. For somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who was trying to tap down the Democratic caucus last night when they were getting too loud and noisy, to tear that thing up at the end just highlighted to me that she felt that she had had enough. She didn't want to hear anything more from President Trump, and that was it. And that, to me, highlighted, I don't even know if we have a union worth giving a State of the Union for right now as it pertains to Washington, D.C. Incredibly disrespectful. Um, Senator um, uh, Rubio from Florida is on the air right now saying that she embarrassed herself. I wish we had more time, but I know you need to go. Thank you, Michael Bauer, uh, News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent on the State of the Union. Always a pleasure to have you on our show, sir. Have a great day, bud, man. All right, good deal. Uh, more from the State of the Union. You'll actually hear from Pelosi on why she tore up the president's State of the Union address in a moment. Headlines now in the wake of the State of the Union address. House Speaker Pelosi says ripping up the president's address at the end was, quote, the courteous thing to do considering the alternative. More from Pelosi on this in just a moment. As soon as the president uh, finished his speech at the Capitol, uh, the California Democrat began ripping up her paper copy of the speech at the podium in the House chamber. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Audio's hard to hear, but on the run, Pelosi said this after the State of the Union, um, that uh, she ripped up the speech because it was a dirty speech, a manifesto of mistruths. I have a statement. Why did you give us a statement on that? Because it was a manifesto of mistruths. Rubio was talking about it on Fox and Friends. I, I had a comment based on what I knew, but Yaffe, you monitored more of it, and Rubio was all over this. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and share what you have. Well, first he said what she did was an embarrassment, but he said it's a great example of why it's very hard to take the impeachment seriously. I mean, how can you say that the impeachment of Trump is legitimate when the people that are pushing it are acting like she did? So, and he, he was really on fire about it. I mean, it was pretty amazing. Wow. Interesting there. And uh, Alan, this afternoon, Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, who kind of runs the show um, on, on the impeachment front, says that is the hour when they will begin voting on whether or not to convict or acquit the president. And all of this, one way or another, will be over. It will be over with an acquittal. It doesn't look like any of the Republicans are going to break ranks. Yeah, in the past couple of days, we've seen people like Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins, who were thought to be perhaps on the edge here, uh, saying, no, they will vote to acquit. It's possible a few Democrats, Manchin, and a few others may hop on board with the Republicans here. Uh, we'll have to see how it all goes. But this will be it. Yeah, Rubio basically said the same thing you just said. He doesn't expect any Republicans to vote for Trump's impeachment, and he expects a couple Democrats to go on the Republican side as well. I think it's one reason why Pelosi was so seething with anger and hatred toward the president, you know, and I think he was returning the favor, clearly, um, is that she sees this ultimate humiliation coming. She was the one who said and res resisted the impeachment process, saying, no, 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 it's too divisive, and it has to be bipartisan. But she went ahead with it when it wasn't, and it isn't, and it won't be in its final act this afternoon. Kind of a cloudy day today, bud. Might not be the best to hit the nude beach, but uh, 
Yeah, I'll, you know? I'll, I'll take that <laughs> under advisement. You know he needs a nap anyway. Yeah, no, but... no. They don't need me on the beach in that condition here. They'll be hoisting the beached whale alerts. You know, we can't have that. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. You can see Bud's picture, though, on Instagram and yeah. then have a chance to win a $1,000 IDC gift Bud, card. Bud, you're an attractive man. Don't think I haven't noticed. Stop that, man. Wait Keep a minute. He did my plug. Is... <laughs> Mercifully, the show is over. Thanks for the nice ride. See you tomorrow morning for the whole gang. The Bud Man here. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.